This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. Glad to have you on board. Always a good time here. At least we think so, anyway, on the program. So much to learn, so much to take in. It's our Monday edition as we start working you through the week. I'm Kelly McDonald with Ramya Muthan. Uh, we want to get to our independent living chat for the month, and this is with Leanne Barda. We had a great conversation with her. Let's find out what it's about. Hi, my name is Leanne Barda, and I'm here to teach you all about independent living skills. Please join me on Kelly and Ramya. Leanne, we started a conversation around back to basics with you, not last month, but the month before, because last month we took a break to talk Halloween. Now Halloween's over and we want to get back into it. Um, And you want to start with the kitchen. Are we talking food prep? Are we talking kitchen safety? Where do you want to start? kind of a little bit of everything. I Mm. feel like, you know, heading into the holidays, uh, no matter what you celebrate, um, the kitchen is front and center. So I figured we would talk about all the things to do with kitchen safety and meal prep and uh, some of the tools of the trade and see uh, what kind of trouble we can get ourselves into. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Sounds good. So where um, do you want to start when it comes to kitchen skills? What should we initially think about and prioritize? Yeah. So whenever I go visit a client for the first time, the very first thing that I mention is the use of a cafeteria style tray. Mm. So people are like, well, what's the, what's the point of that? Well, it it does a bunch of things for you. So it helps with organization. It helps with minimizing spills and um, things getting away from you. You can kind of uh, organize yourself around it. It has built in knife safety. There's so many um, you know, really good aspects to it, especially, you know, if you have low vision, this is where color and contrast can come to come into play. And so let's say you're uh, having to measure things like oil and vinegar or, you know, things that you really don't want all over the floor. Then if you have your tray, if anything does spill while you're measuring, then it's less of a fall hazard and it's a faster cleanup. Yeah, this is one of your favorite things to bring up when we talk anything in the kitchen, whether it's uh, cutting and keeping your knife under the tray or just things to catch scraps. Uh, as you said, the workstation thing, so a, a nice organized way of starting, especially if you're new to the kitchen. I, I think about that. A lot of the things we take for granted if we've spent a lot of time in the kitchen, but for beginners, it's daunting to think that there's an entire... Uh, full surface of a countertop where things could roll away to or get away from you and you're reaching around and and feeling very disoriented. Exactly. So if this gives you a defined workspace and so the typical setup would be you have a non-slip rubber mat kind of a material. You would put your tray on top of that. Your garbage bowl would go at 12 o'clock. Your knife would go uh, with the blade tucked under the bottom right hand Mm. corner. And then if you are, let's say, uh, baking, you can have all your wet ingredients on one side, all your dry on the other, or whatever makes sense to you. Yeah. So it's just uh, something to kind of get in the habit of doing. And, you know, after doing it five, ten times, it becomes part of your everyday routine. Mm. And then where do we go from there? What are some other suggestions that you have when we're thinking of stepping into the kitchen? So some general safety, so things like wearing short sleeves, or if you're going to... 
add things that are dangling. So tuck, push, like if you're wearing like a hoodie with the strings, maybe tuck them in if you're gonna use the oven. Um, with your hair, if you have long hair, uh, maybe you can sort of putting it up and tying it up into a ponytail or a bun, just to make sure that, you know, whenever you're cooking, you're, we're not gonna have any uh, really interesting fire situations. Mm. Um, other things, my other favorite thing is instead of using oven uh, mitts, I like the oven gloves. And I find they have the little silicone grips and they have, it gives you a little bit more dexterity in your fingers, especially if you have diabetes and you have some neuropathy in your fingers, the more access you have to using your whole hand and having a better grip on that item when you're taking it out of a hot oven, I think the better. Right, right. Um, I... I think I like all the different um, oven mitts or gloves or different sizes and lengths as well for different reasons, especially now with the air fryer and things coming up. Uh, you, mm. You're handling different kinds of hot, um, which yeah. is you know important to think about. But yeah, don't reach for your kitchen cloth or whatever you call that. <laughs> no, don't, no, don't do that. I've, I've seen I've seen all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. in my work. Uh, I like the ones that are almost like barbecue gloves, so they go like almost to the elbow. elbow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, so then absolutely. if you happen to reach into the hot oven, then the sides of your wrists aren't going to touch the outside mm. of the hot oven. And I've done it before, foolishly, and it is not Same nice. thing with the air fryer. And the thing we have to remember is, you know, the kitchen habits that our parents may have or the people who cook around you may have are not always helpful and the safest options for us. Obvious statement, but we pick up a lot of habits just because that's the way things have always been done, right? Like I know yeah. my mom, several of her pots just don't even have real handles. I don't know what she does. I don't wanna know. I don't wanna be around when she's using them, but <laughs> I know that that is just not an option for me. So anyways, um, <laughs> what else, Leanne? Yes. Yeah, so um, I always talk about the use of all your sensory clues and using things like uh, time and temperature. So you know, if you cook, let's say a chicken breast at whatever temperature for a specified amount of time, you have a pretty good idea that that thing will be ready. Um, but then you can use things so like when you're cooking ground beef, for example, it starts out really squishy and pink. And then as it cooks, you know, the smell changes, the sound changes, the texture changes. So little things you can use to help yourself um, manage like, and determine food readiness. So um, the other handy dandy tool is the talking meat thermometer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking meat thermometer is the life changer. Uh, we've said it before, we'll say it again, right? There's just so much you yeah. can use it for, so many different cuts of meat, types of meats. You're, it levels up your uh, protein game for sure. Oh, definitely. And then of course, uh, talking timers. Um, if you don't use things like Siri or Google or Alexa, um, the standard uh, old school kitchen timer with a dial works just as well. We can mark that with bump dots or fabric paint, so we can make those accessible as well. But you can also pick up the talking timers at uh, probably CNIB Smart Life and all over. Any other tools uh, that are really handy? Um, yeah, so, you know, to make chopping more manageable and safer, um, especially if you have low vision, you might want to have like a task lamp with a flexible arm so that you can shine that light on the board and make it um, easier for you to see. Um, again, thinking about color and contrast. So if you have a black tray, maybe put on a white cutting board, um, you know, making sure your knives are safe. It's always safer to have a sharper knife than a dull knife yep. because 
when you're trying to push a dull knife through something, it's even more a uh, chance of uh, getting yourself uh, having a cut. Yeah. Um, for some people who aren't really feeling safe about using knives, there are those plastic salad knives is a good entry level thing. Um, there's all kinds of choppers out there on the market, whether the, like the, the ones where you push down and the blade comes down or there's that one that looks kind of like a, a box and then it has like a, a grid pattern of blades and then you put your onion or tomato or whatever and then you just push the, the lid down. So, you know, there's a, a variety of ways uh, to work around um, if you don't feel comfortable yet working with knives. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of knives and, and ways to chop and cut, let's talk about peeling. Dreadful stuff. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So with peeling, you know what, there's ways... My favorite kind of peeler is like, I call it a Y-shaped peeler. It has the straight blade coming across. I find that it um, it drags a lot more easily and there's a lot less resistance. And um, the trick of it is, so if you're, let's say, peeling like a carrot, you would anchor the carrot with the pointing down and away from yourself. And then you would peel down and away from, from, uh, from your hand. And mm. um, the way you can tell if you peel something especially like a, a carrot or a potato, it's slimy where you've uh, where you've peeled, but it's a little bit drier and rougher where you haven't. Interesting. I know that um, it just over time, as you peel and peel and peel as much as you hate doing it, you will start to yeah. understand just like how your method is working for you. Uh, because from one person to another, this is not just... Um, specifically for blind or low vision people, but I find that people peel very differently from one another. Again, these habits oh, yes. that you pick up and such. Um, but yeah, you can tell, and or things like potatoes, I sometimes run it through water and then you can feel the difference of the, mm -hmm. the consistency, right? Things like that. Oh yeah. So, you know, sometimes learning tricks from other people is really helpful, especially those who have been cooking for a long time and may have uh, ideas and uh, tricks that I would never even thought of. So, yeah, um, you know, wherever you can get good ideas and, and as long as they're safe, then, you know, why not go for it? Exactly. Tell us, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about stove safety? Yeah. So whenever I go into a home and I see the stove, I've seen some crazy things where people have foil all over the, the backsplash of the stove and around the burners. And we have to peel all of that away because it's a fire hazard. And so the number one rule is no towels on the on the on the oven door rack. You want to make sure that the stovetop is clear of any uh, knickknacks or spices or you know, I've seen people use the stovetop as storage. Um, and then the back of the stove should also remain clear of any items just in case something falls if you knock it. That's um, important. I think that even if you're not necessarily doing like using the stove these are things that you're probably worried about anyways like did you accidentally turn on the element did you cook on it did you not cook on it what do you have on your surfaces that may melt that's one big one for me mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly so this is why it's really good to have an ILS come in because there's a lot of safety techniques that we show so whether how to tell if the you know when the oven or stovetop has been used if you live with other people um, how to find your pot handles safely, how to center your pots. So I think these are all really essential skills that your, your independent living specialist can come in and work with you on. Mm -hmm. Just to make sure that, you know, even if it's just a one-off lesson, just to make sure you're doing it safely, it's better to just kind of, you know, err on the side of caution and just 
have that one lesson. And stoves are changing too. Like the the coil elements are no longer what you find if you have an upgraded um, kitchen with appliances. You got the ga the glass stove, sorry, uh, and there are yep. even different iterations of that. You got elements on the front of the stove, on the back of the stove, like it's or not elements, sorry, buttons and knobs. So oh yes, there is yeah. actually huge consideration to think about because I know, you know, reaching to the back of the stove is a different experience altogether when you're cooking versus having the knobs in front, right? Exactly. So ideally, you know, it would be good to have the knobs in front, but sometimes even that can be hazardous because oh, yeah. I found some of the really, really sensitive touch screens in the front, um, just brushing by them exactly. sometimes will accidentally activate it. So Absolutely. you really have to be mindful of all these things. Mm -hmm. Um, how about spices? We don't have too much time left. Want to talk about spices okay. and accessibility? Yeah, so with spices, there's a number of different ways you can label them. So some people will actually just take a, a black Sharpie and write the initials of that spice on the lid, or they'll, they'll put a, a large uh, label on it and write it in large print. Um, if you have one of those Braille labelers, those work really well. And then um, my newest favorite thing is NaviLens, so making your own QR code that you can put on your, your spices so you can have them in accessible formats. Nice. Uh, and maybe this is the last thing we'll get to, but what is the plan that we should have in case something goes wrong? A lot can go wrong right. in the kitchen. So, yeah. So you want to have a fire safety plan in place just in case. So you have a phone on you. So if you have to phone 911, if, you know, if there is a fire situation, you have to have um, a way of making yourself safe and not the best thing is don't deal with it yourself. Call 911 right away and get them to come and deal with the fire because you just don't want to mess around with mm. the possibility of getting getting burned. Yeah, and these are things, I mean, first of all, these are probably the anxieties that we all have anyways going into the kitchen or trying new projects in the kitchen or learning to use a stove for the first time, things like that. But uh, truly, like, you want to think about these things at least in a... Mm, safety precaution way so that you're not necessarily worried and panicking once things happen. You want to know your kitchen inside out, Leanne. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, before you start making sure you're organized, making sure you have all your materials uh, on the counter so that when you get started, you don't have to keep going back and forth. Um, I like that garbage bowl. It's super useful. If you have shells or peels or whatever you have to do, throw it in the garbage bowl and deal with the compost later, but at least that way you don't have to keep going back and forth. Awesome. That was our conversation with Leanne Barda, and we check in with her usually on the third Monday of the month. We've kind of been shuffling things around, I guess, on purpose. We can't tell you that. Uh, and she joins us with Independent Living Skills. Always a big shout out for the meat thermometer, the talking meat thermometer. There's so many different versions out there now. <laughs> I knew you'd pick up I on know. that again. There's I one knew thing that you should remember. Um, it's the talking meat thermometer. Game changer. Shout out to the talking meat thermometer people. Right? It's another thing to add to your low-tech list for the holidays, maybe. Huh? Marco Flalo has 10 of them, okay? Mm -hmm. Coming up next, <laughs> as we carry on on our Monday edition of the show, what does the Canadian government recommend for its citizens to do in the case of an emergency when traveling abroad? Danielle McLaughlin, you know she's going to have the answer to this. She'll let us know on Know Your Rights next. It's fun, insightful, and inclusive. Kelly and Ramya return in a minute. 
The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.